Hey y'all, welcome to Read Read. And it's often times that I try to talk to my peers about what's happening on the political scene and have been met with the same answer. Either I don't know about politics, I don't follow politics, I try to stay away from that stuff, or heard about it, but I really don't know. The fact of the matter is, whether you follow all the political correspondence on all the channels, or you have a few political content creators, or you see the story on your favorite social media, it kind of helps having an idea what in the world, and I mean that literally, is going on. Now today I'm going to touch a little tricky topic without getting too politically biased, which leads me into today's episode title, Government Shutdown 2023. The pause, the fact, the cause. As of writing this episode, there has been some development to averting the shutdown through what is called a continuous or continuing resolution. A continuing resolution, according to the Congressional Research Service, is a temporary funding to continue certain government programs and activities until a new spending budget can be passed. They do have some limitations, however, like starting new programs or hiring. And typically, these continuing resolutions come with an expiration date. This one actually ends in 45 days. And who knows, we may be back to square one, or we might pass a solid spending bill that everyone on both sides is happy with. Fantasies and naive optimism aside, what is a government shutdown? In order to understand what a government shutdown is, we at least, at least in the United States, we need to try to understand what the 12 appropriation subcommittees are, and by extension, what the 12 appropriation bills are. According to the Congressional Research Center, the 12 appropriation subcommittees or 12 appropriation bills are agriculture, rural development, food and drug administration, and related agencies. And these guys preside over the USDA. Next, you have the commerce, justice, science, and related agencies. And these guys oversee the Department of Commerce, Department of Justice, NASA and other agencies, the Department of Defense, which oversees funding for the military, the intelligence community, and other national defense and related agencies, water and energy development, which oversees funding for the Department of Energy, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and other agencies, the Financial Services and General Government, which oversees funding for the Department of Treasury, the Executive Office of the President, and other government functions. Next, we have Homeland Security, which oversees funding for the Department of Homeland Security. Then we have the Interior Environment and Related Agencies, which oversees funding for the Department of the Interior, the EPA, the U.S. Forest Service, and a number of other independent agencies. Next, Labor, Health, and Human Services, Education, and related agencies, which oversees funding for the Department of Education, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Department of Labor, and other agencies. On the list again, we have the Legislative Branch, which oversees funding for the House of Representatives, which is the Senate Legislative Branch, overseeing the fund for the U.S. Senate, the U.S. Capitol, the Library of Congress, and other legislative branch functions. 
Next, we have the military construction, veterans affairs, and related agencies, which oversees funding for military construction, including military housing, the Department of Veterans Affairs, and related agencies. We have state foreign operations and related programs, which oversees funding for the U.S. State Department, U.S. aid and related programs, and finally, we have transportation, housing, and urban development, and other related agencies, which oversees funding for the Department of Transportation, HUD, and related agencies. Now that we have a list of all those 12 agencies, how does this lead to shutdowns? Well, when Congress fails to enact the 12 annual appropriation bills, or the president refuses to sign the spending bill to fund the government, Federal agencies must seize all non-essential functions until Congress acts. This is what causes the government to shut down. If, however, Congress reaches some consensus on some, but not all the bills, the ones that pass can operate, but the ones that didn't have to deliberate. Yes, yes, I know, I know. But this is what we refer to as a partial shutdown. Now that we have the heavier definitions out of the way, here are a list of facts that you might find interesting. First, the federal government fiscal year runs from the 1st of October of the current year to September 30th of the following year, which explains the reason why most of the government shutdowns occur between September or October. Number two, the funding gap. Now, when the government lacks the budget after a full year's budget has expired or the interim appropriations have expired, this is what we naturally refer to as a funding gap. The last government shutdown occurred back in 2019, and this one lasted about 34 days, which was from December 22nd, 2018 to January 25th, 2019 making it the longest shutdown in U.S. history, or should I say the longest government shutdown so far. Now, who is affected by the government shutting down? Well, I would think almost everybody, but to dive deeper into it, a government shutdown affects certain government services, businesses that actually rely on these government services, and it does affect the employees and sometimes it's employees that are deemed non-essential that get furloughed. Furlough in layman's term means, you know, being laid off without pay until the government resumes its regular activities. However, based on a law passed in 2019, these federal workers are guaranteed back pay eventually. Employees who are deemed essential, on the other hand, do continue to work, but just as their counterparts they continue to work without pay until the government resumes. Some services that may be affected include national parks and monuments, federal museums, federal research projects, processing of certain government benefits, and IRS taxpayer services. You still have to pay your taxes though, just so you know. Some that may continue because of how essential they are to public safety welfare or are funded by other means include social security and medicaid the military and federal law enforcement the u.s postal service air traffic control and the u.s passport agency 
the first government shutdown was under President Ronald Reagan, and it lasted from November 20th to the 23rd, back in 1981. Since then, Congress has passed all the required appropriation measures on time only four times, and that was 1977, 1989, 1995, and 1997. I know this was short, and I'm barely scraping the top of this information rabbit hole. Regardless of what do you think about the government shutdown, just know that real lives are affected especially families who are dependent on their paycheck because, well, they're living from paycheck to paycheck. If you're on the more fortunate side, try to lend a helping hand. If you're not or you feel like you need to give back in some way, volunteer at your nearest food pantry or food kitchen. Every little makes a difference. Remember, there is no such thing as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. Adam Scott. This has been Read Reads. Join me next week to find out what I'll be reading. Thank you.